1: Back to Stiney and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All righty, welcome back. Let's get right to it. Hall of Fame quarterback, nine-time pro, bowl, a pro Bowler and a Seattle native, Warren Moon, joining us on 95.7 The Game. How you
2: doing, Warren? What's going on? I am doing great, gentlemen. Looking forward to this game tonight. How you guys doing? Yeah, we yes, are
1: sir. also. And um, gosh, I have a lot to ask you. I want to ask you, how. first of all, how desperate do you think... Uh, the Seahawks are going to be tonight.
2: I mean, I don't know if desperate is the right word, but there's definitely a lot of concern because they have not played well the last, uh, say, three out of four weeks, and um, they need a win against this divisional opponent, and, and San Francisco's on top of the division right now. If they have any chance of even catching them to win the division, they're going to have to win this game tonight with only, I think, three more left after this, so this is a big game for them, no question about it. Uh, they have it at home, but uh, you know, home field hasn't been as great to them this year as you would think, so that they need to get this thing turned around. And play well tonight,
0: Warren. You're my favorite quarterback of all time. You're in the Hall of Fame. When you heard the news that Jimmy Garoppolo was going down, here comes Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant. I personally thought, okay, it may be over. The Niners got some a great defense, but can they really pull this thing off? Can you share with us where you're at now after what you've seen from Brock Purdy and only like seven quarters, Warren?
2: Well, I was very, uh, very happy to see you know, how he played the last couple of ball games, and uh, you know, this is an uh, offense that isn't as much quarterback relied on as, as some other offenses. So I think that helps him. Like you said, they have a great defense, so they're not going to allow a whole lot of points. Uh, they run the ball pretty well, especially now that they have Christian McCaffrey. Uh, that's going to you know help their running game. It hurts that uh, Debo Samuel's not in there right now, because he really helps their running game as well. But uh, you know Brock has really done what's needed in this offense and that's not uh, have any negative plays he's moved around well enough and found open receivers and and even has a big strike down the football field so the thing for him is going to be can he continue doing this because whenever a backup sometimes comes in they can be disastrous or sometimes they can come in and they can set the world on fire for a week or so but once teams start to figure you out uh, then that's when we find out what if the proof is in the pudding or not and, and that's why you are a backup so we'll see how it how it uh, transpires as we go forward but right now he's off to a great start and it doesn't do nothing but help his confidence it also helps the confidence of the team in him
1: Warren Moon joining us on 95 7 the game he's a Hall of Famer uh, Seattle native let, let me ask you this Warren we had you on right after the 49ers had brought Jimmy Garoppolo back and I'm pretty sure to characterize you right, you thought, yeah, you know, that's a little, eh, that's a little strange to have him weird over yeah. Trey Lance's <laughs> his shoulder. Um, I think I'm characterizing that fairly. But let me ask you, how do you think the the quarterback situation has played out here? They 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 started Trey Lance, somebody who had very little college experience, and it was one double A. Then they go to Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been to two NFC Championship games in the last three years. He's kind of a safety valve, but one of the reasons they got rid of him is because... And then they go to Brock Purdy, who played four years of college, and he looks like this player. Did the 49ers start the best quarterback on their roster this year?
2: Well, they started who they thought was the best uh, quarterback as far as their ability was concerned. Uh, that's why they drafted Trey Lance that high in the draft, because of his ability, you know, his physical ability, and they felt like he was an uh, intelligent enough guy as well. His big drawback was he didn't have a lot of starts under his belt in college and didn't have a lot of experience. But they thought, again, because this quarter, this uh, offense doesn't rely as much on the quarterback as some of the other offenses in this league, that they could bring him along. Remember, he had been in the, in the uh, system for a year, uh, prior to his rookie year, and he got a chance to play a little bit during his uh, his rookie season. I think he played four or five games uh, at some point during those seasons. So he did have a little bit of experience of playing, but then he gets hurt. And I just thought the whole thing was weird bringing Jimmy back uh, to have a young guy starting ahead of him and everything that you named about what Jimmy's done over the last few years to have him over the shoulder of a young guy. But it worked out where unfortunately trey got hurt jimmy was there so everything he moved right in and, and they just went on and, and had a, a nice little even flow to him but now with him being hurt and, and brock coming in they didn't know this about brock when when uh... the season first started i guarantee you i think he's just gotten better as uh... the season has gone along and he's been in the, he's been in the system he's been able to learn week in and week out he didn't start playing to what, week 15 of the season or something like that. So he had a lot of time to really learn the system and, and learn what it's all about to be a pro, which is when most rookies usually come in if they're going to play in their first year. So it, it's all worked out well for the 49ers so far as, we, as we've as we gotten this far into the season, but it has been a really unusual season, especially at the quarterback position, one of the most important positions in football, the way it's turned out for the 49ers.
0: Warren, I'm kind of conflicted. You know, I know the Niners Got a good defense, and I was telling my partner and the listeners, they'd be getting a good whistle. You know, I saw Mahomes come in here, and it was like 4th of July. We saw Tom Brady throw a bomb, he got called back. The Saints had some long plays called back. If you were running the show, how would you attack this great Niner defense?
2: Wow, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I know they play a lot of zone, and uh, you just have to really be patient, but their front four doesn't allow you to be that patient. But the thing you have to do as a quarterback is make your decisions quick, get the ball out of your hands, and hopefully your receivers make some good runs after the catch because they're not going to allow a lot of big plays unless you can catch them in man coverage. I think if you can catch them in man, their their corners are... Uh, or guys that can be beaten man-for-man man coverage, but they do play enough zone that it protects them back there. So the main thing is the quarterback's got to make his decisions quick, get the ball out of his hands, and hopefully his receivers uh, make good runs after the catch. And you definitely have to try and run the football on them. They're one of the top uh, rush teams, I mean, rush defenses in the league. So that's going to be a tough task, but you've got to be able to run the ball on them to keep them honest a little bit. Otherwise, that front four will kill you.
1: Warren Moon joining us on 95.7 The Game. Um... When you step up to the line of scrimmage as a quarterback and you start assessing where all the defensive players are, um, you played against great players, obviously. I'm just thinking when when Nick Bosa is on the other side, it, d- would he be the first guy you want to know where he's at? Or do you take a, a, a mental snapshot of the field as a whole and then whittle it down to try to figure out what they're what the opponent's trying to do
2: you know, if if we feel like our tackles aren't able to uh, handle Nick Bosa at the beginning of the game, say the first three or four series, then we'll adjust and maybe have a, a tight end over there a little bit more, maybe have a back chip on him or something like that. But if we feel like he's holding up pretty well, we're we're just going to go ahead with our same uh, looking at the at the front seven and and going off of what the front seven is is shifted into, well, whether it's a running play, <clears throat> excuse me, because you're trying to get your your best run uh, plays against whatever front they're in or pass plays, you just want to make sure you get your best protection but if you're having trouble with a particular guy then you have to make adjustments that way to take care of him
0: Warren, let me ask you this, because I've been hearing this around the league. You're watching a great story, comeback story, and Geno Smith. You guys are staring the playoffs in the face. You lost the last three or four, and I'm hearing, you know, Dak Prescott, uh, uh, Mahomes, also Allen. They, since week eight, they've thrown some interceptions. When you hear a quarterback's not seeing it, to me, on my couch, I'm thinking, okay, those are just the defenders. Can you kind of break down what that means when a quarterback is not seeing the field?
2: You know, it's not always that. Sometimes the quarterback's not seeing the field, but I think all these guys you just talked about, I think they see the field, but they also have tremendous... uh confidence in their arms that they can get throws in there. And you look at a couple of uh interceptions I think that Dak had a few weeks ago where, you know, his one receiver was supposed to go over the top of the other one and he didn't and Dak and Dak Dak throws the ball thinking that that's going to happen and he, and he gets it picked off. Uh, there's balls that get tipped in the air sometimes by his receiver and, and, and those get t- get picked off. And then sometimes you just think you can fit one in there because your arm is good enough. So it, it's not always about not seeing the field, but if you're having trouble and in throwing into coverage, that's something that, that can definitely be coached out of you or, or looked at on tape and say, okay, I, I got food there or I should have never threw the football there. But when it comes down to those ones where you're just trying to fit them in because because of uh, because of your arm and your in your confidence mm. in that, you have to come back and say, "Look, I can't try that anymore because it got me in trouble."
1: Every once in a while, you realize how impactful Athletes can be. I just got a text from my buddy, Warren. Warren Moon broke my heart in the 70s. He played a great game in the Rose Bowl and beat my Michigan Uh-oh. team led by Rick Leach. <laughs> he was at Washington. He was unreal. Say hello to my buddy, uh, Dan Daly, who remembers <laughs> you that way, uh, Warren. <laughs>
2: well, tell Dan, uh, hello and, uh, happy holidays. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry we had to win that one, but that was a dream of mine to play in the Rose Bowl, having grown up in Los Angeles and watching that game as a kid all my life. And, uh, uh, to get a chance to play against the mighty Michigan Wolverines and upset them, as we as we were seventeen point underdogs, it was one of the highlights of my uh, football career. Warren, we'll get well, you, you out. broke of- his heart, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A kid. <laughs> hey, Warren, we'll get you out of here on this one. Like I said, you guys are staring the playoffs in the face. What's your What's your gut tell you about tonight? I know no Debo for the Niners. Are you feeling good up there?
2: You know, you can't feel good going against this Niner team the way they're playing. I mean, their defense is lights out. They finally gave up some points in the second half last week, I guess, for the first time in about a month or a month and a month and a half or something like that. And, and uh, you know, with the young quarterback, Brock Purdy, and they're playing well, we don't know if he's going to play tonight or not. I guess he's got an injury coming into the game. It's he is going to play, yes. He is going to play? Yes, sir. So He's a little banged up, so um, we'll just see what happens with him and how he's able to perform, especially on the road. Uh, you know, with this crowd and the noise and everything that goes along with it. So the crowd is going to have to bring that energy tonight and get behind this team because we haven't, we haven't stopped the run very well in the last three or four weeks, and that's been part of the reason why we've lost these football games. So we've got to play better defense, stop the run, and then um, got to score some points against this defense somehow. But you can't feel good going against one of the better teams in the league. You've you got to feel like we got great respect for them, but I think we know we can beat them.
1: Warren, thank you so much. Really appreciate it, and uh, look forward to catching up with you sometime.
2: All right, guys. Take care, and happy holidays to you.
1: Yes, sir. That's Warren Moon, Hall of Famer.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.